neither of those. But they're seen in both, yeah? You saw the idea of what having a question and you saw not having a question. Like, they seem to be opposites, right? Having a question or not having a question. But they're connected with the seeing. Seeing is the same. Yeah? So, seeing is previous or prior to all experiences. All sort of splitting of either or, yes or no. There's always the common denominator of seeing. So sort of like most people's mathematics is the primary number in their life is one. Yeah? And then all the equations and their whole way of interpreting here is mathematically devised on the number one as being primary. This is like just switching that number to zero, seeing zero as the primary number. Zero is everything, really. Can be seen as nothing, but it's everything. It's the mother of everything. Yeah? So nothing or the common denominator is seeing, which is no thing, no thingness. So that's the common denominator. That's the primary uh, medium here. And then there's the distinction, the discrimination, the splitting of mind. So, in a way, there's all verbing called seeing, yeah? And then one of the verbs, the mental process called selfing, which is a verb, makes up a sense, a feeling of being a noun, yeah? So, when that, when you get a message about all, you, all, all there is is that, there's still a sense of, of being this, yeah? It overrides the message in a way because you have a sense that I'm the one who's heard this message. Yeah? Or I'm the one who hasn't gotten it yet. Or when am I going to get it? Or is there any getting it? And then it gets more convoluted. Now you entertain there isn't any getting it. But when am I going to get there if there isn't any getting it? And then, all right, so there isn't any getting it about getting it. Well, am I going to get that there isn't any getting it? And then there's always, yeah, it never ends. It's always attempting to put itself prior to what makes itself up. What comprises it is this or that, yeah? But it always wants to put itself in front of this or that. But that's just another this and the this and that, yeah? So it's never-ending verbing, and it never leads you to any authentic place. It's selfing, 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 selfing. There's no... You never climb out of the the ocean of selfing, and become like a noun on the land of knowing. Yeah? Oh, I'm the one who's... I'm the one who's doing this or not doing that. Yes? There's no point where you leave that ocean of selfing or that verb of selfing to become a noun. Like, you're not an amphibian that becomes a land animal. There's none of that. There's just verbing. Yeah? And so every time a statement in mind arises claiming it's from you is part of the selfing. But it's brought to you by seeing. Yeah? Without seeing, you wouldn't see the formulation of a self. And the seeing is what you and I are calling 
the way I'm looking, but it's seeing, isn't it? It's not seeing that stops and turns into looking. It's seeing interpreted as looking. So the seeing is there. The mental reaction to it is, I'm seeing it, I'm seeing, and that becomes a form of looking called self-centeredness. And that form of looking is defined by a system. And there's no way, if you're looking from there, to get out of it, as what's looking from there. There's just no way in hell or heaven you're getting out of there. But the the seeing that's always available, it's like the best way to be out of something is realize you're not in it. That's the whole point. If you believe you're in something, then there may be a drive to get out of it, which is another form of being in it. <coughs> and it keeps going on and on and on. <coughs> but the best way to get out of something is to see that you're not in it. It doesn't take any time to get out of something you're not in, does it? It's like being <laughs> like that. Wait a minute. I thought I was in the process of getting out of something. That's being in it. Being out of it is realizing you aren't in it. It doesn't take any time to be out of something you're not in. Just like an imaginary problem. What's the only solution to an imaginary problem? Would be recognizing it's imaginary. If you apply a solution to an imaginary problem, that's a bigger problem in a way. Because now the solution reaffirms the problem as being real. And that solution is going to produce another problem. <laughs> then you'll need another solution to that problem that your other solution produced. And then you'll need another problem from this, blah, 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 blah. And it goes, it's like, Lily, it's like a frog jumping to a lily pad, never touching the water. Ding, 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 ding. But all the while is seeing. Let's say the water is the seeing. You're seeing from the water all the activity going on. But you're not of that activity. And if you're not of that activity, the interest and attention that is wedded to that activity will be withdrawn. Because I believe your interest and attention is going to there because there's a sense it's about you. And to you, the idea of you, it's almost like there's an energy here. You know, like, we always say this. Did you go to a cafe today and hear anyone complain about the effects of gravity? Did you hear anyone going, well, gravity was really heavy on my right shoulder today. I can see it's bothering you. Your left shoulder's down a little bit. Gravity's really fucking with me today. I feel heavier than usual, you know? No. But it's an effect on the body all day. And you only know it by its absence. Really. You only know the gravity effect by its absence. You only know, really, the presence by this absence. That's how you know it. You know it by this being absent of being an inherent, real, solid thing. That's the presence. You know gravity by its absence. Same thing. You know the effects of gravity when you're relieved of it. Yes? Yeah. (laughs) Ding! So, you know the presence by this place's absence. Yeah? Like, if you went in... You can talk about gravity, the effects of gravity, to your blue in your face. We can do a scientific dissertation, but it would be better just to take you to an anti-gravity place 
lets you go in there and float around, and then you would know the effects of gravity by its absence. You would realize, Jesus Christ, I'm walking around, and there's this heaviness all day I wasn't aware of, because it's always been there, so I don't know it was there. Yes? Just like if you were born and someone put a hand on your shoulder, it, you would never know it was there, because it's always seemingly been there. You would only know it by its absence. If someone lifted the hand, you'd go, wow, it was like this five-pound thing on my shoulder that I didn't know I could be free from because I never, I thought it was me. Yes? So the same thing with the gravity. By its absence, you get to know it. So here, you realize something by realizing what was taken to be present is not so, and that's the presence. So the absence of this is the presence. You sense what you're not sensing as a presence by what thinks it's present being absent. That's when you sense it. Yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. See it? But you can't see it as a presence because it necessarily makes it absent. For you to be taken seriously, it can't be entertained as a presence because that would imply its absence. So this presence... By entertaining it, makes it absent. You think it's not here. You don't think you've had it yet. You don't think you've got it. But it's made by the mind. Because for it, this to be present, that has to be absent. So We're just looking at, alright, I'm not saying look for the absence. Why do you, you won't be able to find absence. You'll be looking all over the place. Because the presence will be in place looking for the absence. The absence <laughs> is the absence of you. And that's the presence. It's not like the absence is a presence. The presence is an absence of you. So you recognize, hey, I'm not, hey, wait a minute. That's what this whole message is, isn't it? They're saying you're not, a, in the, you're not the doer of your actions. What are they trying to bring you to then with that information? Well, if I'm not the doer of my actions, then whose life is it anyway? Exactly. You start questioning your relevance, and in your irrelevance is the real relevance. It's the whole point of the message. Exactly. So apps, the space is seen as nothing. So then this appears to be something. Right, but that's not true. This, you can't have this without the space to conceive it in, or to see it in. Yes, yes, yes. We're talking about something a little bit past prior to that, that activity. But this is, when this is taken to be present, then what is truly present seems absent to you. Yes? When and then... No, I'm talking about this, you. When you take yourself to be present as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, objectified, then what so is seems to be absent to you? That's why you're looking for it, right? Absent is non-existent. Well, absent in, in, in most intents and purposes, that seems to be non-existent to you now. If it seems to be absent to you, it's non-existent at least now to you, Yeah. You may have the idea it's existing, but then you're thinking you can do something to maybe arrive there or get there as a presence.
But this message is simply to question your presence, and when that's entertained as not being so, your absence is the presence. There's nothing for the absence to do after that. It's just a recognition. It doesn't take any time. And what would the absence do, anyway, to recognize the presence? Yes? It's just like light. Darkness is the absence of light. So this everything, all this something, is the absence of nothing, in a way, in our lives. Yeah? We're not entertaining nothing, so we're taking something as everything. Yeah? When you realize... This everything is absent, yes? So it's like the darkness realizing all it is is the absence of light. What happens? That's light. Yeah? So here, the something entertains that it's not something. So it becomes absent of being something. That's the presence of nothing. Yeah? That's the presence of nothing. But it's not an experience you as a something has. You, as a, as, a, as a false presence, can't experience absence. Your head cannot imagine your absence. Even when you think about not being here, it's you thinking about not being here. You can never entertain being absent here in the mind. The mind in the thinking system cannot entertain its own absence. Yeah? This is something you recognize, yeah? And that's the presence. doesn't mean the absence doesn't appear. It's appearing, but like in Buddhism, they would say it's inherently empty. It doesn't have a being. It's not self-existing. It's not, it's an appearance. Yeah? So the appearance is absent of being solid or being real. And so when you're taking yourself to be the appearance, yes, you're causing the absence to seem to be presence. Yeah? You feel like a sense of being Paul. By the body of the, the feeling of the body, yes? That presence is basically the absence of all there is in your life. When you're filled with this presence, what seems absent? The truth, doesn't it? And then with this presence, there seems to be a suffering from the absence of that. Yeah? So you, as a presence, seek it. All right, I'm going to seek the truth. I'm going to find the truth, I'm going to get something, and you're going to try to find an experience of the presence to give what's absent an advantage here. <laughs> Instead of just realizing it's absent, and that's the presence, yeah? So the presence is going to try to get some absence <laughs> to, be, to become more present here. <laughs> it's so much quicker. Exactly. That's what we're talking about. Everything comes from nothing. Yes, and that's it. That's it. What else are you going to do with nothing? <laughs> if can you really make something out of nothing? It's difficult. If you recognize nothing, it's very difficult to make it into anything. Yes, because nothing is really, really something in a way. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just talking. Uh, no, but it is. In a sense, it's really something, but not a something that we call a something. There's a, 
Nothing doesn't mean it's nothing. It's void of something, but that doesn't mean it's nothing, in a way. There's a children's story called Something Out of Nothing. Yeah, well, our head makes something out of nothing, but that nothing is different than this nothing. Well, there's no, uh, there's not two nothings, but, you know. It's hard to, to uh, describe with it. But we, find, we have fun, yeah? It's fun to take it and see where it goes. Where were we before? <laughs> that totally erased wherever we were going there. I'm still in that nothing again. All right, I see. I think that's a limitation of the language. Right? Like going yeah, sure, circles sure. And circles, you know. Well, it's a nothing, something, something, nothing, yes. something, nothing. Yeah. Right? It's a subjective language used by objects. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Well, hopefully it will. Literally. That's one way, sort of, that works, is the system gets exhausted because in trying to find out, it just eats itself. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It eats, it starts, it sees its tail, it says something other than itself, and it just continually eats itself. Where it can sort of just have a startling effect, because it is a verb, so a verb can be startled. Like, selfing's a verb. So something can happen, and it can startle it, and in that startling it, something will still continue. And it can be a very easy transition to see, in a way. Because what you thought you were stops, and yet something continues. So the whole premise of being that is sort of shot out of the water when there's still something when that stops. Yeah, You would think if you're that, then you would have stopped. But something continues when that stops. So selfing is a verb. It can be startled into stopping. Yeah. So there's free samples you get here quite a lot. There are because it's it can't continue. It's not a seamless story. There's gaps constantly. Yeah. There's not an incessant wall of thoughts. There's gaps between thoughts, and there's the space that thoughts are appearing in. So all the while, the invitation in the midst of the appearance of what's not happening is what's happening. Yeah? Just like when you hear a sound, really, why you hear the sound is the silence surrounding it, in a way. Just like you see the something because of the nothing, the space of nothing that's is the context to it. Then the something is what's appearing in it, in the context. Just like sometimes, have you heard a sound? It doesn't. You, don't you hear the silence almost more? That you hear something, but you hear this. You hear like the silence around it. That's sort of what it's like. There's the nothingness that's the context to the something. If the mind is engaged as a self, it will be engaged and will be listening constantly to the something and not hearing the nothing. Like you were talking about earlier. But when that as when the cause of that listening being enslaved to that is the identification as a self. If the self is questioned not to be you, that listening can turn just into hearing, and then when hearing's occurring, you'll hear other things. Yeah? You'll hear maybe what can't be heard. Yeah? You'll sense maybe what can't be seen. And then, you know, the gig is up then. Yeah? I mean, your whole selfing has been caught with its pants down, and it hasn't been able to pull it up quickly enough, and it's, 
it's evident to all that seeing that I'm not that. And the emphasis has moved. Yeah, you're onto that now. Yeah. Then everything arises just as it does, but the, the provoking of listening doesn't happen. Yeah? You just hear. Yeah? Because you, you've lost interest in it, I guess, because there's been a sense of really, not, of really knowing it's not about you. And really, you don't have much interest in something that's not about you. You really don't. Yeah. So your interest and attention is the is the form of the slavery, and it's also the the expression of the freedom. When the interest and attention is freed from selfing, it's what illuminates the seeing in a way. Because now you're honoring the seeing and your interest and attention is in the seeing. That's what's being seen and definitely not what thinks it's the seer. So you're just interested in attending to the seeing. Yeah? So that's what invigorates the message in a way. It's a living message. You're seeing. And your interest and attention is there. And so, well, I have a question about that seeing, which is the interest and attention is now on the seer, yeah? or the non-seer. All right, let's feed that for a second. Give it some mind candy. Back, okay, there is the scene. Okay, but is it going to be like this forever? Well, okay, who knows? Who cares? Oh, all right, press the, back to the scene. Yeah, and then after a while, your interest and attention will be dismissed from that, and, yeah, the seeing, there'll be an interest in the scene. So nothing will become moved to the foreground, so to speak, and, the, and all the something will move to the background. Yes? And as you're traveling through the something, you'll travel a lot lighter. Because there'll be a sense of the otherness of the nothing. But you bring it about in a way. You, there's got to be an entertaining of it. Because obviously it's always so, but it doesn't seem to be so to you. So you play a big role in it. Yeah. What role is that? Well... I would imagine what enlivens your life is interest and attention. Where your attention goes, yes, is what enlivens life. And your interest in it is what focuses it. Well, your interest and attention, I think, is wedded into the slavery of self because it only, it's like got a homing device. It, your interest and attention only goes to what is important to you. And the most important to you is you as a self, yeah? So it's always going to go up the ass of self. So no matter how much you learn, you'll be learning it as a self, which is so, you know, trying to get out of self, a, a lifetime of trying to get out of self is just another form of obsession with self. You can't escape the system as the system. But if I'm not that, I found when it, what, this is my report. When I saw myself not to be that, my interest and attention was relieved of that obsessiveness and it started to just be spent other ways, and I found out what was going on by how it was spent. But I noticed what I came back with was the reason why it was up that ass of self is it thought it was the self. So the interest and the attention smells or is, is drawn to whatever you take yourself to be. If you're taking yourself to be a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a lot of your interest and attention is going to be about that. If you take yourself not to be that, 
I don't know what your interest and intention will be about. I would say it's going to be coming up from nothing and going into something, but never losing the sense of the nothingness it comes from. That's what I believe. So the interest and attention doesn't get absorbed in what it's interested and intended in. It senses its own nature, which comes from awareness in a way, yeah? Not comes from, but is awareness. And so it never forgets its awareness. It never forgets its seeing while all this stuff seems to be seen. Yeah? Because its nature hasn't been replaced by an idea the mind put in, which is it asked itself that question, who am I? And it gave itself its own answer, me. So since then, all your attention and interest has been about you, hasn't it? Even when it's been a significant other that you totally lost yourself in, there was the self that got lost in that other person. And no matter how much you were obsessed with them, that obsession would usually end, but your identification as a self would continue. On and on and on and on and on. Having tons of obsessions, but the one thing that stayed to be seemingly constant is identification, which is so far beyond obsession, it's unbelievable. Obsession is like mere child's play to identification. You're taking yourself to be what you think you're obsessing over. You are that. It's an activity of the mind. It's a mental process. It's not the mind. The mind, to me, its nature is... Well, its essence is emptiness, in a way, if you want to call it that, but its nature is to reflect. Yeah. So what the mind is reflecting is reflecting the idea of being a self, and somehow there's been an identification as that, and now it's reflecting everything as a self. Yeah? So when I see you, what's always in that seeing you is me. So I see thousands of yous, but there's only one me. I have thousands of experience, but only one experiencer. Yes? So it's a self hmm? self-enforcement? Yes, totally. You have eighty problems, but there's only one who has the eighty problems. Yeah? Thousands of thoughts, but only one thinker. Yeah? And all the thoughts are about just one you, or maybe about another you, but basically about relating to you again. Yeah? So all this activity has been claimed to be happening to you or from you by the mental process. So it's put itself prior to what's going on, which is seeing, and it's made what's seeing a verb that it's doing or not doing. And many of us are doing the not doing of it, which is we're not seeing which is a form of seeing, yeah? So they're seeing constantly, but our experience is I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing what's seeing. I'm confused. But they're seeing, but I'm not seeing it, yeah? Or there's a, oh, I had this great moment at the meeting. I'm seeing it now. But the fact is, all there is is seeing, but the mental interpretation, I'm not seeing or I'm seeing, I'm not seeing or I'm seeing. And it tends to go back in and out, right? Oh, I really score for a while. Now I, don't, I feel like I'm not seeing again. Then I'm seeing again. But all the while, all there is is seeing. Yeah. So like they say, consciousness, all there is is consciousness, but the experience here is you can be more conscious or less conscious. Yeah. But in fact, all there is is consciousness. When consciousness is claimed as you being conscious, it, it turns into a dualistic format. 
I can be conscious or unconscious. And isn't it seem to be so? No matter how much you read, doesn't it feel like it is? Doesn't it feel like when you've taken a walk five hours in the woods on a nice day, that you're more conscious and open than if you've been at the office in a little cubicle with no light, pounding the computer keys for five hours? Tense and most people think, hey, I felt much more conscious in nature than I do at the office. Yeah. So, I'm less conscious today and then I'm more conscious, only to be less conscious again. But if you entertain all there is is consciousness, that parlor trick starts has starts losing its effects on you. Yeah? The head keeps playing it. Oh yes, you you weren't nice to someone today. That means you're not as conscious as you thought you were. Oh, but you were really nice to people. You're really getting it now. You're really man, the expression's coming through clean now, yeah. Oh but you want to buy that hat, that's really expensive. So you mustn't be that expression because you want something. Oh, but but I'm really hungry, but who's hungry? Oh, this baloney. This is fucking crazy. When you need to shit, shit. When you need to eat, eat. If you want to buy a hat, buy a hat. If you don't have any money after buying a hat, be accountable for that. Hey, why don't I have any money? I bought a hat. Oh, okay. What the hell? I shouldn't have bought the hat, but you did buy the hat. And you can't bring it back. <laughs> oh! She imposed that hat on me. No, she didn't. You bought the hat. No, but there isn't a me that bought the hat. Fuck you. <laughs> now you're fucking with yourself. Just fucking wear the hat or don't. You know? You can even get to the bottom of this. No, you won't. It's an endless bottom, that. You're on a bottom constantly, looking for the bottom. Selfing, 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 selfing. All the while, seeing, 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 seeing. What's looking? I can't find what's looking. That's what's looking. I can't find what's looking. Exactly. What's looking? Wait. It must take some time to realize I'm not looking to be looking. No, it doesn't take any time. What you are, what's looking is you, is what's looking. What? What do I have to do with anything? You don't. You're the bringer of time and space. You're the thing that makes it going to be a process and a path. And you bring the reality of not having it. It's not a reality, but you entertain it, yeah? All the while it's having it, entertaining it doesn't have it. Yeah? Fucking crazy. Mind. Mind's dreaming this place. Selfing enlivens it, but the mind brings this place. This is a dream. For you to see something, you need time, yeah? You need the time, and you need space for something to appear in. If there wasn't any space, you would never see anything. So you have to see, this is a... a construct of mind. Mind is dreaming. Yeah? And let's say dreaming, it's dreaming, it would be take what we call the form of energy. So there's all this energy, streaming of energy, yes? And then the mind's dreaming. And then certain knots, certain energy coagulate and they take on appearances. Yes? And then an appearance has other knots that it now works through in this appearance of life. So you have deep mental grooves, they call them which is just knots in energy, yeah? 
Some people have alcoholism, which is a very deep mental group. Other people have other deep mental groups, greediness or whatever. And if you see the world, what most of us are here is just an expression of deep mental groups. Yeah? Like greed. How much greed do you see here? And you say there's millions of people who are greedy, but really they're just expressions of this movement of greed. Yeah? Isn't it? You see it, don't you? Like you can blame a person, but that person just represents this movement of energy called greed. If you ever seen the uh, the, uh, the mandala in Buddhism, the, the wheel of life, and they have yoga or well, yoga or something, that the, the god is god of death holding it, yeah. And so there's the wheel of life, and they have these. They show a wheel of typical person, ignorance, you know, they're abiding in ignorance, they get shot in the eye so they don't see anymore with this arrow of ignorance, and then they live their life and they do this. And then there's the six realms of animals and celestial beings and humans and hell and everything. And in the middle, which is the center, the hub of the whole thing, they have a picture of like a rooster, a pig, and a snake, I think. And they represent envy, greed, and malice, yeah? So the whole energetic wheel of this appearance is driven a lot by greed, envy, and malice, which are just deep mental states, grooves, coming from the sense of self. Yeah? That you need something more than someone else does. All this. And they're just playing themselves out here in a dream. And we're the vehicle for the expression, in a way. It's given it all the meaning it has, isn't it? To me, there's everything that's happening here are mental states, and they're framed. Every fr- you know, and the biggest frame that I've come across is the frame of self-centeredness. Yes. So the identification as being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity is the frame that has all the other framing of all the other mental states. So this frame produces all these other frames. The, the sense of them being real is based on this being real. Yeah? There's thousands of mental states that arise from the state of being a self. The belief of being a self. Thousands and thousands of mental states. You've had them. You've witnessed them. You've seen them. Yeah? Thousands and thousands of mental states arising yes, and framed by their own peculiar little thing like uh, sexual addiction or something like that. Yes? Or, whatever. But those are all appearing in the largest frame of all, which is identification as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. The maker of this world, because it's not created, the maker of this world, that making is coming through the frame of selfness. The idea of being a self. And it's producing all the mental states that we're going through here. Seemingly going through. Of course, because the primary mental state is that you're going through mental states. Yes? That you're having these thoughts, that these are happening to you. That's the primary state. So why would you want to go try to get help for all these other mental states? Go to the source of them all. What's the largest frame of all? I'm humbly saying it's the identification as as a self, which is an activity of mine called selfing. Yeah? It produces a sense of being a noun, and that noun now has everything else. So every other mental state is seemingly happening to you. And that you is a mental state. Yeah? But this mental state takes all the other mental states or things that are happening to it. Yeah? The other mental states don't have that. Like when I did coke, I never thought I was cocaine. 
no matter how much I did. And I did a lot of coke. And I loved coke. And I really loved coke, but I never became coke. Yeah? There was always a sense of me doing coke. <laughs> so, all these other mental states arise all day, but there's a sense they're happening to you. That's the primary mental state of being a self. Yeah? And so, from that, all these other things are occurring, and they seem real as long as that's real, and we're seeking relief and solutions to those, but the real solution to those is the first framing. Am I that? If I'm not that, you may find all the effects of the other mental states lose their effect power on you, because you're not that you they need to have an effect. The effect and you are synonymous, yes? There is a no one effect without a you to have it. They dance. The the intensity of an effect is really based on the you that's having it. They will keep appearing, but the, the, the intensity of their effects are based on you who's having it. And that is a mental state. The believing things are happening to you is a mental state. It's not a fixed reality here. It's made up. It's being entertained. Yeah? And that entertaining is opening you up to thousands of other mental states coming from that. Just arising and arising, aren't they? Arising and arising and arising. Have you had a long-lasting physical state ever? If you, if you watch your body, it's changing constantly. Before, when I was using, I thought I had a body and that was that. And it was, it was just my vehicle to have fun or not to have fun. But I didn't feel much about it. Yeah. Now, it's every second. It's just a giant melting pot of stimulation and experiences and sensations going on. How could you say, oh, this is my body? You know, five minutes you may feel like shit. Now you feel okay. It just goes on and on and on constantly. Yeah? Producing states. Yes? And those states, are you're in relationships to those states from another state called self-centeredness. You think it's you. And therefore, those states seem really important because they're you. Yeah? Have you ever noticed your head, it usually wants what it doesn't have? Yeah? It creates exquisite suffering wanting what it doesn't have. And you may have even had the thing that now you want. Let's say you're in a relationship and you've been neglecting them for two years, and then they leave, and then the mind will bring you this mental state of, I've just lost the source of all my happiness. <laughs> well, now if you believe that you just lost the source of all your happiness, wouldn't you suffer the loss of that? Yet you were with the source of all your happiness for two years. You weren't really you know, tapping into that source of happiness that much. It's all made up, isn't it? The mind just says, oh, just like some people die, and when they're dying, they say, my life was totally wasted. Give me a break! They were seeing every moment of every second of their life, but their mind passes judgment that really fuck them one last time. (laughs) You wasted all of your life. What? And there goes your last breath. Give me a nice way to say goodbye to the scene. Was that so? Of course not. It was made up at that fucking moment. I did wait. I didn't even get to even finish my... I wasted... If there's 
a boomerang, you'll be back on that one. What? You wasted my whole life. Let me practice almost conscious at that moment. I'm telling you, if you have a traumatic situation, the, one of the last things that arises is your th- narration about it. I've hit my head in the water. I've been run over by cars. And I'll tell you something. That thing that's yapping as you all day isn't there when a big event occurs. <laughs> if you're going to rely on that, you have no idea what's going on. Because it's not saying a damn fucking thing. It's just shocked into stopping because it's a selfie. It's a verb. I hit my head. There was no thought about I hit my head. It was just... And my my arms and legs went numb. And thank God, in a sense, for here, I landed on my back because I was a goner. I couldn't move. And there was was no, oh, I can't move. There was no voice. There was nothing going on. Know what happened? They dragged me out. They they brought me on this longboard. They laid me on the beach and they... The paramedics came, and then, you know when it arised? It arose when it thought, I can't afford the ambulance ride. That's what it was. That was the appearance of selfing. Seriously. I can't go to your hospital. It's going to cost $30,000. Give me a fucking break. The whole other time, and same thing, when I came out of the coma from getting hit by a car, it wasn't anywhere there. Then it appeared, like hovering over me pontificating on what a stupid thing I did getting it by a car. It was fucking insane. The body was more real than that. And then there was the awareness of the body, and my body energy was almost out. It was like a candle that had, had almost no power to even flicker a flame. That was the state of a scene. The scene saw that, and then it saw this little narrator coming out of thin air, yapping about, oh, you shouldn't have gone to that bar that night. Fucking <laughs> Yeah? But this seemed more real than that, and this seemed the realist. Instead, this is forgotten. These two are put together. And of course, we're living a narration. We're not even close to what's happening. For the mind to process what's happening, it takes time. So when something occurs, you're not even present for that occurrence. You're on a wait delay for the head to process it through the process of self-centeredness and then to see what happened, how it could be directly related to you. Yeah? And then when that dawns on you, that moment takes up the moment that's happening again. So the interpretation of the last moment is now blocking you off from the conscious contact of this moment. Then this moment goes by and then you get an interpretation of the last moment you missed, and so on and so forth, and it's a sleight of hand, but you're not living anymore, you're living a mental interpretation. You're living as a mental interpretation. So the conscious contact is not being noted consciously anymore. So you're out to fucking lunch. All day. And so you have to, without any illuminating quality, which is conscious contact, you're in the dark, and... The mind, in selfing, provides you its maps and its artificial flashlights that never fucking work and everything like that. And now you're just hoping you know what's going on because you don't know what's going on. So the mental security is, I know. So you wake up in the morning and the head says, I know how my day's going to be. You don't fucking know what's going to happen today. But I do know. It's going to suck. Okay. And so now you start living an interpretation. It's like... Your whole life is predicated on a crazy weatherman's forecasts all day. You're just like, you don't even know what's going on anymore. 
You go somewhere, you got to take tons of pictures to prove that you were there. You have no fucking realm. It doesn't feel like you're anywhere. And all you thrive on is memory. When you're here, you don't, my memory plays a very small role. Because you're here, when you're fully participating, there's nothing to take out of this moment. There's absolutely nothing to take out of this moment if you're participating in it. Nothing. Zip. Just what seeing it is always so. It isn't brought to you by the moment. It is not going to be brought to you by the next moment. And you're not going to lose it in any other moment. Seeing is always so. So when there's seeing, every moment does its thing, and yet there's nothing you bring out of it. Nothing. You go in naked, and you come out naked. Naked, 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 naked. In that moment, there seems to be clothing, but none of those clothings go to the next moment. Yeah. And the only thing that can't be convinced of that is a you. You'll have a miracle and you'll forget it in an hour. But you'll think about someone who slighted you for 40 fucking years. That's the nature of this conditioned mind. It elongates, quote-unquote, bad shit and shortens good shit. You want that to interpret your life? You're at the short end of the stick, for sure. And not even that, it's going to be, it's the same stick it's going to use to beat the shit out of yourself. <laughs> Fuck, you're going to, <laughs> Jesus Christ, because they'll point out to you you're on the short end of it. True, you shouldn't be on the short but you are the stick. No, no, you shouldn't be on the stick. Fucking crazy, yeah? It's freedom. But not acquired or achieved or entertained. It's not even entertained after all. I'm entertaining an invitation, but then the, after the invitation is received, it's a constant act of entertaining because it's always on. Yeah? It's not like you entertain it once. That's that. It's constantly entertaining. Seeing is seeing. It doesn't take a break. It doesn't stop seeing. So the entertaining matches the seeing. So it's always being entertained because it's always seeing. Yeah? Seeing is being here for seeing to occur. It's facilitated by this. Yeah? It's like the telescope, you say. There's a telescope, and if you notice, for this world to appear, let's say a, a scientist wants to look at the stars. He has to use a telescope, yeah? There's a certain set of lenses in there that produce the illusion or the perception that the stars are closer. If you saw the event of him looking at the stars, you would see the stars haven't moved at all from outside, yeah? But to him, when he's looking, yes? If you're outside of it, it would be just like a guy looking in a cylinder. Yeah? And then the stars would be there and all this space. But to him, looking through the cylinder, yeah, the stars seem closer. Yes? So, here, the seeing manifests here through the body. Yeah? This is like the lens. This is like the lens chamber that facilitates this place to appear. Yeah? So seeing, let's say consciousness, is all there is, and so consciousness can never know itself, but it can get close to it by knowing itself as other. 
Yeah? So in a sense, consciousness looks through this telescope and then sees itself as other, like a little trick. Yes? So now, consciousness is appearing to be something else, a body or a chair, and now consciousness has an experience of itself as other. But it, it's, can only happen, and maybe it can happen through other bodies, but it happens here, seemingly. There's no here, but this is just a story, yeah? It's all a story, but this is the story I'll tell about. It. So, that consciousness comes through the lenses. It's almost like undifferentiated light moves through the apparatus, and then it differentiates. Through split mind differentiates the unity of light, and then that light appears to be things, other things, and solid, yeah? It takes form. And so, in that seeing of the form, it's the same undifferentiated, undifferentiated light seeing, yeah? That's why I like, so when I'm seeing the form, I'm not that, which brings me right to back to the undifferentiated light, yeah? So, here, seeing, in recognizing I'm not what I'm seeing, even though you are inherently what you're seeing, but... When you're seeing it from split mind, you're seeing yourself as a thing, seeing things. That's not what's going on. Yeah. So when, through this activity of seeing things, and seeing as a thing, you go, I'm not that. That's the sense of the undifferentiated light. Yeah? Before it took on the appearance of going through the telescope. Even though the appearance of what is seen through the telescope is still happening, you have the sense of the undifferentiated light before it went through the telescope. Yeah? So seeing is going to stop as we know it here, when the body does, but consciousness, no. Yeah? And seeing doesn't stop, but seeing as we know it will stop at when the body stops. But all there is is seeing. Yeah? But seeing as we know it, which is seeing like this, will stop. Hmm? Let me see. Good, good, good. I like that. Yes. But this doesn't matter, all this stuff we're talking about. This is just baloney. It's just the way it's taken. What's true is the sense of the seeing. Yeah? That's what translates into traveling lighter. Knowing things about it doesn't translate into traveling lighter in my book. It's a false sense of traveling lighter. When you hit some rough seas, you'll fucking drown again, seemingly. Yeah? Yes? No, seeing I'm talking about, yeah, it's not vision. Yeah, it's not vision, it's seeing. Yeah, yeah, it's consciousness or awareness. I, I like to use the word seeing for that, yeah? Because like awareness, its nature is to be aware, yeah? It's not an activity it's doing, that's its nature, yeah? So seeing is its nature. Here, we get to experience seeing like, like this, yeah? I'm seeing now. So you can take the experience of that movement of seeing to have it intimate seeing as all there is. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. So, I've heard you speak about the microscope or telescope before, so I, I think you mentioned before um, that consciousness or God or whatever you want to call it who's, who's doing the seeing does not need the apparatus. So when she was asking about the body, what will happen when the body leaves, Consciousness doesn't need that particular no. that telescope, and then there'll be a new telescope or a new whatever microscope or whatever 
remains. Yes. And the apparatus will change, or the action figure will change, but that's always there. Yes. But we think we are that. So well, we think, see, it's like the telescope has taken itself to be what's seeing. Yeah. The te telescope only facilitates the seeing here, yeah? If the event in consciousness, if you see it, the stars aren't moving closer or anything, but through the, our perceptual experience here, yes, it seems like these things are real and they're being seen. So by that activity, that intimates seeing as all there is, yes? In other words, by its verbiage, in a sense, you get a sense of it. Yeah? You wouldn't. If you weren't, if seeing wasn't happening, well, <sighs> this feeling of being a you, yeah, it's sort of like, for you to have the experience or realization you're not a body, there had to be a sense of being a body. Yeah? If you were never a body, you would never have had this experience of, I am not a body. So maybe, in a way, just like when you were a kid, it was just the way it was. You didn't think it was anything special, that wonder and awe, because it was just what naturally happening. Now, as an adult, you wonder, fuck, why wasn't I uh, more attentive to that wonder and awe, like grabbing it and trying to claim it, which would have never worked. But the same thing here, yeah? You know what I mean? So without, with, when you think, when you, there's a... a there's an event here, in a sense, that can happen because you think you're a body, you can realize you're not a body. So, in the seeing of things, as an idea of being Paul who's seeing it, it affords the opportunity to wake up from that by realizing I'm not that. Maybe that's what this whole fucking play is for, is so that there could be the play of waking up to what's always so, by what's always so. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the flavor would be different, eh? Just like to me, I found truth has no value other than here where it cannot be noted. Really, truth doesn't have any value for itself. If consciousness is all there is, I would imagine it knows that in a weird way. Yeah? But by, by our thinking we're something we're not, we can really get a flavor of what we are when it shifts. I would say that's probably the whole point of this place. If you are always so, you're always so. What's the big fucking deal? But I think it's not being so makes it valuable to entertain what you are because, wow, it's so completely different than what you were thinking you were. Yeah? Who knows? I don't know what happens here, really. Yeah. <coughs> Because you're identified as the body. That's why. Yeah, that's true. But it just seems like, like there's, no, there's no feeling of what, what you're feeling or what you're. Oh no, there is. Sure, there is. You don't feel like what other people feel. Well, I can't. I can't feel your butt sitting on the floor or. That, but you can feel other things, can't you? You can't intuit other people. Yeah. It's not, you know, the tactile. I don't feel, you know what I mean? I don't feel people sitting. I don't feel. Well, yes, you do. By your sitting. Well, 
It's no difference. The way they're feeling and you're feeling, the sensation is the exact same. It's what your mind does with it that's different. Yeah? Skin of my butt touching a softer surface has a similar thing than skin on your butt touching a soft surface. But it's your mental take on it that's different. Yeah, isn't it? The act is the same. You could put 20 million people in this chair and the act of sitting on it is the same act. It's a subjective experience because you're seeing itself to be unique and different. That's why a lot of times you can't feel other people's pain because you think yours is so unique. And you think, well, these people are doing really good from my point of view, so I don't think they have pain. But rich people have rich people suffering. And poor people have poor people suffering. Poor people's suffering is that they think it would be different if they were rich. Rich people doesn't have that, because they are rich, and they're still suffering. Yeah? So every level, wherever you think you are, there's suffering. You believe that if you were only consciousness, then you would feel through everyone. If you were only consciousness, you would see there was nothing happening here. All the feelings through you are contrived. Yes? They have no reality. And you're thinking, you, it, this no reality should have be a reality to you, and you should feel other people's no reality. This whole thing is contrived, honey. Yes? Consciousness is dreaming this place of feelings. It's having a subjective experience. That's why you only feel your body feelings. Yeah? This place is not an objective experience. Do you feel that? It's all subjective. In other words, let's say you want to call it subjectivity is happening, and the mind has subjectified that. So subjectivity is I see. I feel, I taste. So now, it's been subjectified, which is you feel. So when you think you feel, you believe that if I was, if you objectify that into being subjectivity, you think I should feel everyone's feeling if I was that. It's all Maloney. Yeah? The mind has subjective, has become, has taken subjective, true subjectivity and become subjective with it. Yes? It's subjective. So you're now feeling your own feelings to reinforce the self, self that you're real. Yeah? And if you were feeling everyone else's feelings, it wouldn't reinforce that sense that you were real. You would realize, if everyone's real, I'm not real. Yes? If everyone was real and everyone was feeling exactly the same, there would be no you. The whole story is subjectiveness. So, you have to make sure you're the only feelings you have. You're ahead. Yeah? But if all you were was consciousness, you'd realize there's nothing and no one having any feelings. It wouldn't be like, I know everyone's feelings. No, you'd realize there's no real feelings here. That in a sense, nothing ever happened. Look at your life. Look at the most heinous thing. I got run over by a car, and the only way I can remember it is by looking at my body. I can go, oh, look at these scars. I got run over by a car. It has no influence or effect whatsoever. If I drove there where I got hit, there's no sign of the, in the space that I get hit by a car. In a sense, it, nothing ever happened. It ha well, it happened to me, but what is that me it happened to? An appearance. Yeah? 
Did it happen to me? No. It happened to an appearance. Well, I have mental scars. Are those scars on me or on, are they on the mind, the brain? Are they there or are they on me? I'm emotionally wounded. Where are they on? Where, what body are they on? Are they on what I am or what I call an emotional body? An appearance can only affect another appearance. It cannot affect what's real. Yes? Why? Because it's an appearance. So here, whammo, this appearance gets hurt by this appearance. But while I'm, am I punching the space, and let's set, let this imply like the state of mind, the spaciousness of mind, am I punching the space? No, the space, I move through it as if it's nothing until I hit a something. And then there's an impact or an experience. But there's no experience of space, because there's nothing to push up against. It's no thing. I can't have an experience of no thing. It's impossible. All I can have is an experience of another thing here. Yeah? Be it a mental, a thought, or a feeling. These are all things. They're all conceptualized. They're all made up by mind dreaming. Those things have effects on other things. But they have no effect on what I am. Blind dreaming. I don't even know. I don't know if I would just call it consciousness. I don't think you can call it anything. So I just imply it with mind. Let's say I like to use it, the old term in Dok Chen, which is sky-like mind. Yeah, Because the sky sort of signifies the space. So everything appears in it, but nothing that appears in it affects it. That's sort of what I like. Yes? So I don't know what the fuck is going on here, really. But I know what's not going on here. And what's not going on here is what's being seen. What's being felt, what's being tasted, what's being noticed as thought. What's ever arising, whatever can be perceived, cannot be what's perceiving. Yeah? The eye is never going to see itself, like they say. It's impossible. It can't turn and see itself. So the only way you know it by it is by the seeing. You can't know it as something that can be seen. All you can know it is as the seeing. The seeing, the act of seeing, is how you know it. You can't know it, all right, I'm tired of just seeing, seeing, seeing. I want to see what's seeing. That's it, seeing. Wait a minute, I want to see what's seeing. That's it, seeing. No, I want it to be something that I can see that's seeing. Well... That's why you're driving your fucking self crazy looking for it. Because you're looking for it as a thing. Yeah? Be it a spiritual thing. A concept is a thing. Yes? A mental idea is a thing. These things are what we're taking to be real. Yes? This is no thing. So if the appearance is not real then the appearance is no thing. Yes? So the seeing isn't just an act. All there is is seeing. Seeing as no thing and as something. Always. Forever. No time. Never. You can go either way. This is not happening or it's always happening. Or it's neither. It's not always happening nor is it not happening. You want to play, you can triple negate. You can go crazy. You want to read some heavy-duty Buddhist text, you'll 
just go negate, 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 just to get a sense that it's void of any kind of conceptual idea. You're on your own out there. There's no place to rest your head. There's no place that's stable. It's total insecurity. That's the security. It's total, I don't know. That's the, the greatest, highest form of knowing. I don't know. Who knew? <laughs> it's a freeing, you know. And what wants to get freed so barely, badly is what you need to be free from. That is never going to be freed. Never. It loves its imprisonment because it can be something in that imprisonment. What it, when it looks around its cell, what does that reflect to someone who's in the cell? The whole point of the cell is to reflect to someone who's in it. That's the whole point of everything. Everything here is used as a mirror to reflect the sense of self. So every story your mind is in and is portraying to be that star of that story has been being dreamt. And it's not, and part of it, I really don't want to be in it, is all bullshit. Your mind is totally, totally in cahoots with that. The idea of really wanting to be in it is what making it so bad to think you're in it, right? Wanting to be out of it, doesn't it? How much power does some place have unless you want to be out of it? If you accept that you're in it, it loses so much fucking power, doesn't it? Really. If you truly accept, hey, I'm going to fit myself around these circumstances instead of trying to fit them around me. Doesn't this, the whole relationship with the circumstances change? As soon as you go, oh, fuck it. I give up. Okay. Things aren't going to go my way. I surrender, whatever you want to call it. Something immediately changes. Do you think that the events change? Do you believe they have a solid, like, uh, stationary meaning? Or is it the meaning you've been giving it changes because something shifts here? Of course. Yes? The dreamer shifts, and then the dream reverberates differently. You've got to put two and two together. <laughs> this, you have a part in this. You're dreaming, yeah? Not as a you. That's part of what's being dreamt, the idea of being you. So that part, that doesn't have a part in it. That is the part in it, yeah? You're the, you're the conveyor of the part. You're the actor or the actress of the part. You're not have what's producing the part. You are the part playing, yeah? There's something that's seeing that that has really, I don't think, has any opinion about how things are going, really. It just sees, yeah? It just sees and sees. But by entertaining that, it seems to have an effect on how things are going. I don't think it has any opinion which way, but it seems to have a very big effect on how things seem to be going to you when it's not going to you. <laughs> yeah, I swear. If you try to fight, you know, wrestle with what's going, it's a, you know, you're going to lose, aren't you? But if you can look at, is it going to me, really? If it isn't, hey. I wouldn't be, I don't know. I, the whole point I'm here, I have no idea. But from my action figure, figure point of view, it's like, if you've ever been in hell and then you found a bus stop and that one bus that stopped there actually took you out of hell instead of taking you on a, you know, a local tour of it or promising you're going to get out of it, which is being in it, really. But if something out, the bus actually took you out of hell, and then you remembered where you came from, and you tried to write down the name of the bus, 33 or whatever, and then maybe inform some people back in hell, hey, 
there's a bus that stops at this corner around 3.30 on Saturday. If you really want to get out of hell, get on that bus, you know. But I've been longing for this bus. Fuck the longing. When the bus door opens, get in. But don't you, I want to tell you my story. You'll, make, you'll miss the bus. Get off the fucking bus bench and get in. But, oh, I don't, I, I, feel, I believe I've been in there all along. No, you're burning out here. Get in. Get on the bus. And then you'll get out and then, fuck. Traveling lighter. That's the point, isn't it? The lesser your dana, the more you'll travel lighter as such. The less you are. Traveling's not over. It doesn't mean things don't happen. Of course they do. But you have, you're able to enjoy what's going on. Yes? Even when it seems to be sucking. Sometimes the, the terrible... Like when I got hit by it in the water, it was amazing because you would think that was a terrible event from the storyline of a Paul. Yeah? But in that event, when it was happening... There was this brilliant, it was framed visually with a brilliant gold thing going on. It was the brightest day I'd ever seen in this life. Everything was bright, yeah? The whole area was filled with light, bright. But I saw the, the things, but it was, and it was a wonderful state to be in. But everyone who would have told the story, oh, poor Paul, he died, hey, shit. The last time I almost died, I got hit by a Chevy Monte Carlo. This was such an upgrade. It was a sunset beach, beautiful waves. Fuck, I wish it would have ended then. Yeah? But then I booted back up, and here I am again. <laughs> In another movie. Always starting at the same place, a hospital. Come up, what the fuck? Oh, you're going to be par- paralyzed from the neck down. Oh, wow. There I was, beautiful day. Now, oh, I got this going on? Shit. <laughs> so, like in the course, it says, "Hey, man, everyone is inherently it's already so." Yes, but he says, "Okay, so you're in this seeming dream, and what's going to happen is you're going to dream yourself out of it." Yeah, the dreamer is the only thing that can dream itself out of this place. Yes, the dreamt object cannot get out of the dream, but the dreamer can dream him or she out of it. And as you're dreaming yourself out of the dream, the dream will get happier. Isn't that a lovely statement? I can verify it in my own experience here. In a way, that's how it's been going. The dream just gets happier and happier. Yeah? As you're dreaming yourself out of it. When you're dreamt out of it, bye-bye, it'll be like it never happened. The times I died, I swear, I swear, the times I've died, which has been a number of them in this life, and then they brought me back, when I was brought back, at least in this thing, that thing that was absent here, when I'm here, yeah, when I was not here, this was totally absent. In other words, there was no, I had no sense of ever this ever being so. When I got dropped in again, when they were bringing my body back, and I rebooted up, it was all rooted, the major first boot was memory. The mind remembered the story of being a Paul. But what was so had no memory of it. And yet, what, when, that, when I was seemingly gone from here, there was no memory of this place at all. It was like it never happened. And that's happened every time that I died and something that brought me back. There was never a... It's like no, this... Pl- no, there was not, this is like never fucking happened. 
just as you're living like that's not happening, that is the fact that this has never happened. Yeah. Literally. We're living as that as if that's not happening. Really, aren't we? Most of the time. And yet, in fact, this is not, this is not happening. As we're seemingly living, living it, it's not happening. When this thing shuts down, the fact of always being so is, has always been so. There's never been a little hiccup where there was, this was some way so? No. No. So. You can't lose an imaginary race. So. Why rush around the oval so much? Yeah? 4.30? Good. All right, we'll finish. It's fine. Oh, we really have to stop there. Oh, we have that. Does anyone want to see me, really? Yeah, it's oh, no, it's just, yes, it's great.